love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Somebody say, I love you, Lord. Say, Father God, I decree and I declare Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Come on, say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord over every circumstance, every situation, every problem, every bear, every lion, every mountain, every giant, everything that you are facing today, every diabolical disease, everything is under the name of Jesus. Somebody say, Jesus, 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 every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, mention the name of Jesus. The enemy's trying to shut you down. The enemy's trying to keep you, keep you down. The enemy's trying to shut your mouth. You need, you need to say the name of Jesus. Can you just turn my mic up just a little bit? You need to say the name of Jesus. Jesus, oh Jesus, Jesus. Woo! I remember one, one day I was ministering in Ottawa. And I was in this person's home. And I get wakened up in the middle of the night being dragged off my bed by some other entity than Tammy. What do you do in the midst of those moments? You climb back into bed, but you say, Jesus. I remember when I was first saved, first made Jesus Lord of my life, I was being suffocated. I couldn't move. Actually, not suffocated. I was, I was, I was held down. I, was, I couldn't move. And all I could say was, Jesus. And as soon as I did, it lifted. Come on, somebody say the name of Jesus. Say Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Everything bows at the name of Jesus. When you have faith in the name. So you got to add your, you got to add your word. You got to add your faith to your words. You got to add your faith to your words. If you, if you just say Jesus because Barry said to say Jesus, it's not going to be as effective as if you believe that Jesus is Lord of all. Has Jesus become Lord of your life? If he's Lord of your life, you can use the name of Jesus and every, come on, somebody say every, every knee, every knee, sickness, disease, cancer bows, Arthritis bows, unforgiveness bows, trauma bows, abuse bows, hurts, pains, wounds bow at the name of Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Come on, tell me like you mean it. Come on, Jesus. Say Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. There's a shift going to happen in your mind before you leave here today. There's a shift in your mind 
3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. What is your soul? Your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind must be fortified by the word of God. Your word must be trans, your mind must be transformed by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. I was born again because of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Somebody preached it. Nobody gets saved unless a preacher goes. There must be an utterance of a living word for salvation to come. And you must decree and declare. How did you get saved? You got saved because you believed in your heart and you confessed with your mouth that Jesus was Lord. And kaboom, bam, you are translated from the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of the son of his love. According to Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, I want to tell you, it's faith in Jesus that is everything. We have not even barely tapped into the beginning parts of the revelation of the new creation. What have we received because of Jesus Christ and him crucified? Paul the apostle says, God forbid lest I preach anything less than Jesus Christ and him crucified. Barry, I thought you were going to talk about prophecy this morning. I'm talking to you about prophecy because the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ. If you want to know what prophecy is all about, prophecy is testifying of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living that we have received as new creatures in Christ Jesus. Oh, I wish I could preach up in here some a little bit. Come on, guys. You add your faith right now and see yourself translated from what you're going through and into who you're going to. Say, this is my divinely designed day. Thank you for saying it in English unlike I did. Say, this is my divinely designed day everything contrary to God's dream for my life changes shifts and is broken today in Jesus name come on can you give God a hand clap of praise this morning hallelujah hallelujah say God is for me can you turn my mic up just a little bit, please? I will pull it away. Please don't turn me down. Thank you. Because if I can't hear myself, I scream louder. They don't need that. Say, God is for me. God is not against me. God did not come into the world to judge the world. He came into the world to save it. I am saved... Because of what Jesus Christ has done for me. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Somebody say, I need the spirit of prophecy. I need the spirit of prophecy. Because I need to, be a t- I need to testify to his goodness, 
in the land of the living. I need to proclaim his goodness. If you will proclaim his goodness, whatsoever is good, pure and holy, anything excellent or praiseworthy, these are the things that we dwell upon. The things that you dwell upon, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth shall speak. See, out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. I can spend five minutes with somebody and I can tell them who their God is. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. So you got to fill your mind, your will, and your emotions with the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. And nothing was made except it was made by a word. Prophecy is utterance. Prophesy is speaking, foretelling. A, a speaking forth into something. Creating something with the words from your mouth. You came into this world with more resources than you can use in 10,000 lifetimes, but you got to get it from here to here to here. You don't need to make a shift from, from here to here. From, from, I mean, sorry, from here to here. You don't need to get it out of your mind and into your heart. It's already in you. Christ is in you. Can I get a better amen somewhere? Christ is in you. The one that created everything is already in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. But it's Christ coming into your mind and out your mouth. You got to see him before you can decree him. You got to see and decree. This is your, this is your job. The spirit of prophecy is seeing and decreeing. I got to see him. I got to get, if I could just get one glimpse of his glory. If I can get a glimpse of his glory. Say, Father, anoint my eyes to see. Just lay your hands on your eyes. Say, Father... According to Revelations chapter 3, I receive the eyes of that I might see clearly. I might see. I receive the anointing to my eyes. I receive my glorious eyes. I receive my goggles. I receive the ability to see from heaven. I am seated in heavenly places. I see from heavenly places. I perceive from heavenly places because my eyes are anointed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm anointed to see. The spirit of prophecy is seeing and decreeing the goodness of the Lord at the right time, at the right place, with the right people, with the right spirit. I'll tell you a few things about prophets, prophets and prophecy. Prophecy is a potential. Very seldom is a prophecy the end of the road. Prophecy speaks of what you must and what you have 
the opportunity to lay a hold of. And a lot of people say that prophet prophesied something over me and he was a liar because it did not come to pass. Well, did you add your faith to it? Did you ever pray into it? Did you ever lay hold of it? Did you ever bring it into this realm by, speak, by speaking in tongues continually? Did you ever do what it took to manifest the kingdom of God in this realm? What did you do to take that word and manifest it? You've got to make these things come to pass. The heaven has suffered violent, but the violent take it by force. You've got to. We are in war, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to boot camp. You are in war. Every day you wake up, you are in war. Every day. There's not a day that you wake up that the enemy is not trying to steal from you, kill you, and destroy everything contrary to your dream. Well, this is a very uplifting message this morning, Barry Miracle. Say, I'm in war. But I already, come on, have won the war. Then why are you telling me I'm in war? Because you need to know that the enemy is still at war with you because he does not know his final destination. He is still at war even though you have won the war. Everything has been perfect. When Jesus cried, Lama, Lama, Sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? When he was on the cross and, he, and he's bled his last drop of blood for the salvation, redemption of humanity. When he cried that out, the Bible said, said it is finished somebody say it is finished every disease every diabolical scheme of the enemy every plan of the enemy has already been defeated every thing you will ever face has already been defeated. But how do you participate in the victory? Somebody said, I got to prophesy. Thank you, three people. I'm losing them, Lord God. Help me, Jesus. Somebody say prophesy. Come on, say, I got to prophesy. Say, there's victory in my voice. There's deliverance in my declaration and there's power in my praise if he can't keep you silent he can't keep you shackled good word, Barry. wow that's good preaching right there bro yes David had to do that every once in a while he had to encourage himself say there's deliverance in my declaration there's victory in my voice, but there's victory in my vision. The enemy is trying to illuminate to your eyes what you're going through. Oh, did you did you see did you see what they did? Did you did you did you see what they did again? Did you guys see what that person did to me again? Did you see that? Did you see that idiot cut me off? 
I don't say that anymore because I've cut people off. Come on now. And I, I, just, I just say, Father, give it mercy, Lord God. I understand. I really, I've been a little bit distracted at times and, and maybe haven't dri- driven. My, my, my track record for my driving excellence is not that, I mean, it's not that bad, but I mean, I missed it a time or two. Yeah, really. It's just the mercy and grace of God that I haven't had any accidents since the last time I totaled my dad's car when I was about 18. And you shouldn't be driving in a snowstorm when you're 18. That one's for free. Pearls of wisdom. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. The Word, the Word of God created everything. The Word of God created everything. A spoken Word is everything. It's where that Word was spoken from that is the difference. You create your atmospheres and your environments. Don't be surprised that you found yourself in this place again because you create your atmosphere and you create your environments. How do you shift and change the things that you're sensing? And when you're finally, when you're walking around that mountain for the 50th year in a row and that tree looks all familiar, but it's just a little bit bigger now, you don't wonder. You got to change the way you see. You got to change the way you decree. And then you will change the atmosphere, the environment all around you. Proverbs chapter 25 verse 2 says, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. And it's a glory of the king to dig out that matter. You ever read that? Ever heard that? That word matter is the Hebrew word spelt davar, but spelt, but pronounced dabar. And dabar means spoken word. If you're following along, I'm just giving you an opportunity to put one and one together. So it's the glory of God to conceal a spoken word. Say, I am a concealed weapon. See, on the, si- on the inside of me are concealed weapons. Say, I am a weapon because I am a worshiper. God's looking for worshipers. The scripture says that he's looking for worshipers that will worship him. But he's not looking for worship. He's looking for worshipers because worshipers will worship him in spirit and truth. He just doesn't want worship. He wants worship from worshipers because when you get worshiping worshipers, you get a worship weapon that destroys the works of the evil one because you added your faith to the words that you are using to worship him. I am not a problem to be solved. So stop trying to fix me. 
just look at your name and say, I'm not, I'm not nobody's pet project. Just look at your name and say, I ain't nobody's pet project. Say, I am anointed all by myself. I came into this realm with anointing. Come on, you can say, I came into this realm with an anointing. Not a heavy annoying, it's different. You're not heavily annoying. You're heavily anointed. Say, I am anointed. Come on, say, I am anointed. What are you anointed with? Everybody's anointed, but what are you anointed with? You're anointed with what you speak. What curses are you speaking about your brother and your sister? What are you anointing your family with? You got to stop saying that your son's an idiot. I'll pray for you, Spencer. It's okay. You got to stop speaking what you don't want. Stop speaking what you don't. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. And what is a testimony? If you check out Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, it tells you what a testimony is. It's somebody that, but you shall be filled with the Holy Spirit. You shall be filled when the Spirit of God comes upon you and you will testify. Somebody that testifies, somebody that prophesies is somebody that is filled with the Holy Spirit. You want to know what prophecy is? It's it's somebody speaking the good word about Jesus Christ and that's what prophecy is. What has Jesus done for you? There's a, there's a pilot who, who's been flying for 30 years approximately and a pilot in his job of piloting an airplane. Just leading you through here. It's pretty much Captain Obvious right at this point. But, but he's, learned, he's led over 30,000 people to the Lord. Yes, Pastor Kevin said, put the plane in the die. He said, I'll pull this up if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now. No, 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 sir. No, yeah. But thank you for bringing it down to the lowest common denominator. No, actually just sharing his testimony with people that as they're getting on the plane and as he's embarking from the plane, disembarking from the plane, as he's just going about his day, he's sharing what Jesus has done for him. Has anybody been saved? Is there anybody that has received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior in this room? Okay, we have room for an awesome altar call right now. Your arms are broken, I see. Okay, we need healing as well. We're going to have a healing service. Has anybody been healed? Anybody been delivered from demons? That's a testify. Now your job is before you testify, get filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, say it's a daily thing. Come on, say it's a daily thing. Sorry about the person that went through speech therapy. and Just work with me. 
It's a daily thing. Come on, it's a daily thing. You got this. I'm not leaning you and speaking in tongues. I'm just getting you trying to help you out here. I'm trying. Why am I doing this? Because I want you to remember it's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is a daily thing. If you're in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is in you. Say, Christ in me, the hope of glory. But Christ on me, flowing forth from me, is the answer to everything else. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the spirit of prophecy in the house. Thank you for revelation. Can you just say, I welcome the spirit of revelation right now. Come into my life. Do you know that everything is a revelation? Very little is about information. In the book of Revelation, it's, it's the book of Revelation, not the book of Revelations. And so it's not a book of the revelations of, of the end times or eschatology. It's first and foremost, the revelation, if you just look at the title, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Can, can I just say to you that this whole word of God and from Genesis to Revelation, all 66 books in this Bible, is all pointing to one person, and his name is Jesus. When prophecy gets beyond that, it gets wonky and weird. No, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I do the wonky and weird things. But that's out of an obedience. I, and I, I find myself in, in unknown, in undisclosed places doing prophetic acts out of the obedience of the Lord. But I'm, what I'm talking about weird and wacky is when you make prophecy more about something that is other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. Their prophecy is all about bringing forth a, a person and prophesying somebody's purpose into this realm so that they can rise up and begin to testify to the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, and it, pro, it begins to pro, uh, procreate itself. Isaiah 61 says, uh, uh, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good news. What is preach? It's prophesy. Say, I am anointed to preach. Well, I'm, I'm, you're, not everybody is going to have a, a quote-unquote pulpit ministry. But everyone is called to preach. Say, I'm anointed to testify to the goodness of the Lord and what he's done for me. Welcome to the prophetic. We are an apostolic prophetic church. Not just as a stream, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are an apostolic prophetic church. The foundation of the, of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is prophets and apostles. Do you know the, the last office to be restored into the kingdom of God with revelation? Because you don't, if you don't have awareness of something, you don't have the reality of it. So the office of the prophet, prophet and the apostle have always been, but there's been a lack of awareness or revelation thereof. 
So the, the last office that has been restored is the office of the apostle. The one that was restored before that was the office of the prophet. The prophet had to be restored first because the prophet would prophesy about the coming of the apostle. And that's what has happened. And now we have what is called a five-fold ministry. The apostle is the thumb. The, the, the one, the directional finger is the one that you point with. That's, a, that's the prophet. The evangelist, I won't hold it up all by itself. So you got to read between the, no, no, don't do that. This middle finger, the longest one, and I'm speaking to those people with sanctified imaginations. This is the evangelist. You have the pastor, the one that has, the, in, in your left hand on this, on this ring finger, it has the greatest, strongest pulse. It's the passion one. It's the one that takes care of the sheep. And then you got the, the teacher. And the, the apostle touches all of them. And Laura, I decree and declare in your life the apostolic arising in the midst of you. Just stand up if you could. Just lift your hands up towards her right now. I decree and declare the apostolic anointing, the apostolic mantle, the ability to break open new areas from this moment on. Laura, Pastor Laura, we decree and declare an apostolic anointing and an apostolic mantle coming upon you. You shall open up new areas. You shall be able to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You will, you will raise the dead. You will cleanse the disease. You'll cast out devils. You will open up new works. We anoint you this day in the mighty name of Jesus to step into the hard places because we release right now out of the midst of you an anointing, a breaker anointing, a proton anointing to break open new areas in Jesus' mighty name. I decree and declare there will not be one man that will be able to stand in front of you all the days of your life. You shall break out, break through, and break into. You shall bring a word that shall pierce darkness. You shall break up the works of the evil one. You shall, re you shall restore the places long devastated and bring the restoration every area that people have been destroyed in. You will be restorer of the breach, says the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, can we give God a hand clap of praise this morning? And Lord, I speak protection over you, and I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over that word. That word will produce life, and it will never produce anything but in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Laura's doing a fantastic work down in Deserano, at Deserano Pentecostal Church down there. And uh, just we just bless her. If you ever think about her, she is doing the, uh, uh, the wonderful work of the kingdom of God amongst his believers in that whole area. We bless you. Can you just give Laura a proper thank you for what? <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and I decree and declare over you reign today. That a revelation is coming to you in this season of your life where you're going to understand what your name means. 
and you're not just a, a Viking warrior, which you are. You, you are absolutely a warrior, but the Lord is going to show you about your reign, not just your name reign, but what it is called to rule and reign, R-E-I-G-N. That's why I asked you the spelling of your name, because I want you to know that it's more than just the rain drops from heaven, which is lovely, but there's also an ability and a grace to be able to reign in Christ and have authority and dominion, and you were called to be a warrior. And every time you were rejected, you were actually being protected. Every time the enemy tried to take you out God was trying to keep you in a place so at one moment at one time and this is the day that you're about to be taken over and taken into so revelation is coming to you about authority in Jesus mighty name hallelujah praise you Lord God almighty hallelujah okay let me try to uh, treat you a little bit I can't necessarily teach but I can treat hallelujah Revelation, if you're wondering the, the actual um, destination of the scripture that I was speaking from earlier, it's Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. It says, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Here's a, another very significant scripture in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1. It says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy. Come on, can you hear the word of the Lord this morning? Can we, can we pay homage and honor to the word, the reading of the word of God right now? 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, pursue love. Come on, somebody say pursue love. Desire spiritual gifts. Somebody say but. But. Somebody say especially. Especially. Especially means especially. Okay? I'm going to break that word down for you. Especially means especially. It means special. Especially means that you need to really pay attention to this. You are to pursue love. You are to desire spiritual gifts. But you are especially that you, that you may prophesy. Why does it say that? When faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is love. These three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And then 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says that you should pursue love, desire. You know what that word desire there is? It's translated, the real translation is lust after. Spiritual gifts. But, oh, I'm, we're not a charismatic believing church, some people might say. We are. Desert Stream, we are a charismatic. Holy Ghost, Pentecostal, Bible-loving, Bible-preaching Church of Jesus Christ. Can I get a Benary man? man? Maybe. Say, that's who, who I is. But some people say, well, we're not charismatic. We don't really believe or if God wants to do it, he can do it kind of church. Bible says. Pursue love. We, we got to pursue love. You got to really strongly desire spiritual gifts. What are the spiritual gifts? Well, Pastor Kevin has been sharing on that over the last several weeks. 
I, I love how you broke that down, Pastor. The gifts of the, of the Father, the gifts of, of Jesus, and the gifts of Holy Spirit. I think it was the other way around. But, but the, the, the gifts of, of Holy Spirit. We, we, need, we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need the Spirit of God to birth uh, tongues and interpretation of tongues and faith and, and divers' tongues. Uh, we need lots of tongues. We're a tongue-talking church, too. Tongue-talking church. You got to desire deeply, earnestly. Why? Because you need them. It's not just you can show off, look at me. I got diver's tongue. I got inquisitive tongue. I got, I got edification tongues. No, it's not the show and tell. It's to provide power. Pursue love. Desire strongly. And I'm just going to say it plain. Lust after. Strongly desire it more than other things. Don't look at me funny because you have a weird thing about lust. You need to shift your focus. Shift your desire. Do what pastors, prophets, Sherry said. Change, shift your focus. It's okay to have strong, passionate desires for the things of God. If you don't, you'll find yourself passionately, strongly lusting after the things of the world. You don't have to change the fact that you have strong passion. You just got to redirect them. Come on now. Can I get a better amen somewhere? But then it goes on to especially. Can somebody say especially? Come on, say especially. 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 Pursue love, very important. Strongly desire spiritual gifts, really, obviously really important. But then it says especially that you should what? Is something important about prophecy? Perhaps perquois? Is there something so important about prophecy that it's being shut down? Paul the Apostle said, I wish that you would all prophesy. He says, I speak in tongues more than you all. But he said, I wish. He says, tongues is wonderful. But I would rather one word in, in, in knowledge, and one word in understanding, one word in the language that you're speaking to the people in than a thousand tongues. Because there's something transforms in your mind that transforms society when you hear the, pro, the proclaimed word of God prophesied from somebody. Lord, your life will never be the, change, the same from this day forward. You will have a greater level of anointing, of breakthrough, proton bomb anointing to break open new arenas. But especially, why must you prophesy? 
because life and death is in the power of your words. What are you speaking? Who are you speaking to? Whatsoever is good, pure, and holy, anything excellent or praiseworthy, these are things that we dwell upon. The Bible says in, in Romans chapter 16, 19, I believe it says that to be excellent at what is good and be innocent at what is evil. You don't have to know all the statistics about the Antichrist. You don't have to know about all the diabolical diseases going around. You don't have to educate yourself on what the government is doing to you. I know you like to do it. It's your proclivity. You like to be a, a problem solver. But I want to tell you, if you want to solve problems, you spend time with the answer. I teach my sons and daughters, don't solve problems. Use them. When you use the power and the grace that is in the problem itself, you will obtain the grace that God put in that problem, that situation, that circumstance, to propel you further than you would not have had the opportunity had the problem not come against you. Say, I use problems to, for my advancement. I don't solve them. They just get solved. As I stay yoked up to the Lord Jesus Christ, say his yoke is easy and his burden is light. If you have been pulling something too heavy, you're yoked up to the wrong team. Did you, you didn't hear that. Should I quit? Am I done? If, if what you're pulling is too difficult, and if you feel the chafing around your neck, you might just have somebody else's yoke on, and you might be working for the other team. It's time to get unyoked from the world. It's time to get unyoked from the trauma. It's time to get unyoked from the past. It's time to get unyoked from the abuse. It's time to get unyoked from the negative words of your teacher, and it's time to get yoked up with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because his burden is light, and his yoke is easy back to try to teach for another five minutes I am euchred I have like 3,000 words left on my notes so I'm going to end with couple of amazing scriptures. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. It says, beware lest any, any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men and after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, stop feeding on the world. You need to get the L out of the world. And you need to get into the word. Not very good spellers here, Lord, sorry. You need to get the L out of the world. You need to stop listening to the philosophies of vain deceit of the traditions of men.
Aristotle, uh, uh, Socrates, all these men are still ruling the world because they, they, they have philosophy and people are still believing the philosophies of men and not, they're not believing the truth of the, about the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one that came into this world and now is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's defeated death, hell, the grave, the enemy, and all of his dominions. He is now ruling and reigning and his word is still as powerful as the day it was spoken into this realm. It's still something you can stand upon. And this is where you get your philosophy from. This is where you get your doctrine from. This is where you get your theology from. This is where you get your truth from. And no other source. Either we believe that, or we might as well go grab and go attach ourselves onto the Kiwanis Club or, or some other organization. Because this is the separator. This is the divider. This is what we put our faith in. Not the circumstantial evidence in the temporary realm that is trying to capture your imagination. Bless the Lord. I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation. Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempts to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic. For they operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world system and not according to the anointed truths of the anointed one. Bless the Lord. Uh, and now Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 in which Sherry made reference to which was prophesying earlier. Colossians 3.2 in the New King James Version. Set your affections on the things that are above, not on the things of the earth. Set your affections on the things that are above. Set your affections on the things that are above. The enemy is trying to get you through religious devils to believe that you can't be so heavenly minded because then you'll be no earthly good. That is a lie from the pit of hell. The Bible says you set your affections on the things that are above. You do not just focus on the things that you're going through. You must keep your mind on, on the person and who you're going to. Say, behold the lamb. Prophecy is beholding the lamb. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate that. Prophecy is beholding the lamb. Prophecy is beholding the lamb, beholding his glory. If I can behold the lamb, I won't behold my problems. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 in the Passion Translation says, Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of this natural realm. Say, say Father, help me to hear what Barry has just said, not what he did not say. I'm not saying going to counselors, worldly counselors, is wrong. But where they are different from what Jesus says, listen to Jesus. If somebody's helping you talk things through and come to the conclusion 
of your freedom and your liberty and your peace, that's great. So hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. But I'm trying to speak to you strong because I need to shake you loose of paying so much attention to, the, to this realm and the circumstantial evidence of this temporary realm and fix your mind, what Sherry said, on, and focus your, your affections on the things that are above. I'm, 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 my head is always in the clouds, but my feet are firmly on the earth. Don't ask me how I do that. That's a thing in the kingdom. That's a mystery in the kingdom. I'm very aware. I'm very aware of my own weaknesses. I'm very aware of my environment. I'm very aware because you know why? Because I have a better, better vision. I'm seeing up above. I'm seeing clearly. Because this is my goggle. In Jesus' name. Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for Desert Stream. Thank you for your goodness, Lord God. Thank you for the spirit of prophecy. Thank you for a grace, Lord God, that we have to see clearly. Thank you for a grace, Lord God, that we're able to love better. Father God, I'm asking for a fresh anointing of your fiery love would come over us. That, Father God, you would be our distraction. Jesus, you would be our distraction. Holy Spirit, you would be our distraction. That, Father God, you would give us an ability to strongly desire spiritual gifts, Lord God, that we would be able to be more powerful, more more loving Lord God more undefeatable because of your presence your gifts your fruits and the spirit of prophecy and the spirit of revelation operating in our lives more effectively because we've shifted our focus in Jesus mighty name amen can you give God a hand clap of praise this morning okay I have a fictitious number that I'm looking at that I'm supposed to be done at 12.45. So that makes, I have five minutes left. So in that five minutes, oh, 11.40. Okay, well, I don't need that much time. Thanks, though, Kev. I just want to take five minutes. I want to just do this. What's your takeaway this morning? Just think here. Just shout it out. Look at the answer, not the problem. Who said that? Thank you, Caleb. Wow, he's multi-talented multi back there. Somebody else, look at the answer, not the problem. Stop speaking what you don't want. What else? What's that? Prophesy the word. Holy Spirit is a daily thing. The daily thing. Come on, somebody in the center. Yell it out. Amen. Thanks. Give thanks to the Lord for who we are. We're saved. We're delivered. We're healed. We're set free. Come on. Come on, Coburg. What's going on back there? You get anything? Am I, I'm, I'm going to have to come to Coburg and re-preach this? Focus on Jesus, not the problem. Amen. I am a concealed weapon. On the inside of you are spoken words waiting to come out of you that God put in you before you came here. And your job is to get them out from here into here so you can speak them out here. That's Proverbs 25, 2. Thank you. I see that hand way back there. Oh, that wasn't okay. My voice speaks life or death. You create the atmosphere and the environment that you walk into daily. 
You can say it again. Speak it out your mouth. Right. So you got to upload what is when downloaded into your spirit. It, it's you don't have to you don't have head knowledge and now you're trying to get into your heart. No, you started everything in your heart. Everything starts from your spirit because you are now one with the spirit of the living God, according to First Corinthians six seventeen, who adjoins himself to the Lord as one spirit with him. So every, you got everything. That's the beautiful thing about Christianity and the kingdom of God is you get everything at the beginning. Now you got to upload what was downloaded. So preachers that have been saying to you, you need to make that 18 journey from your head to your heart, it's, it's just been mistaken. I, I, you know, they've tried, really. You know, it makes sense. But it, we're not, a, we're an upside down, inside out kind of kingdom. It starts small on the inside of you. Now you've got to pray it into, speak it forth, get into your word, decree and declare till it gets, till the word of God regroups your mind, your neurogula and your neurons and the synapses between the 150 trillion neurons that you have in your mind, in your brain, in the synapse is the word of God. you got to get that into your brain so you can speak it out your mouth because what you speak is what you get. Come on. Three more people. Yell it out. Be excellent at love and innocent at what is evil. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. The sword of the Lord is used against the enemy, trumpeted against the enemy. Out of your mouth will, will come a two-edged sword against the enemy. But here's the deal. You use the word against the enemy, not against the saints. You use a towel. You use a towel for the saints and the word against the enemy. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay, two more. Yes. The burden's too heavy. You're focused on the wrong thing. If you're pulling and it's too heavy and it's too hard, you may be yoked up to the wrong team. Not condemnation, just information. Unyoke. It's easy. Did I have to repent last week? Yes. Did I make a mistake last week? Yes. Did I confess my sins to Tammy? Yes. You know what she said? Okay. And we keep going. Unyoke, reyoke, easy. One more. You're not a problem. I ain't nobody's pet project. So stop trying praying prayers against the saints to reveal their heart. Prophecy is simply speaking about Jesus. Father, thank you for this day. Seal your word in our hearts this day. We thank you, Lord God, that you, we would catch you shining on us. You, we would catch you smiling on us. Father God, I pray that this week you would be our distraction. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Give God one more hand clap of praise and bless you guys.